Chapters 10 through 12 Of the Paradise or Garden of the Holy Fathers The Histories of the Monks Who Lived in the Desert of Egypt Which were compiled by St. Hieronymus This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 10 The Triumphs of Abba Apellon And we also saw another Abba whose name was Apellon and he had persevered in the sternest and most austere ascetic labors with the brethren who were by his side from his youth up and on several occasions he carried fire in his bosom and stirred up the brethren to give manifestation also of the miracles which they could work and he said unto them if ye are in very truth servants of god make manifest forthwith glorious miracles and whensoever he was by himself in the desert and the desire to eat honey rose up in him. Straightway he would find a honeycomb on a rock, and he used to say, Get thee gone from me, O evil desire. For it is written, Ye shall walk in the spirit, and ye shall not perform the lust of the flesh. Galatians 5.16 And then he would leave the honeycomb on the rock and depart. And again, when he had fasted for three weeks in the desert, and he found some fruit which had been blown down, he answered and said, I will neither taste nor touch it, lest I make to offend my brother, that is to say, myself. For it is written that man liveth not by bread alone. St. Matthew 4.4 4. Then he fasted another week also, and he slept a little, and an angel came unto him in a dream, and said unto him, Rise up, and take as much as thou canst, and eat it. Then he rose up and looked round about him, and he saw a fountain of water, and roots which were exceedingly to be desired, were growing round it. And when he had drunk some water, and had eaten some green herbs, he said, There is nothing so sweet and pleasant as this anywhere. Now he found in that country a little cave, and he dwelt therein for a few days without any food. And when he began to feel unhungered, he knelt down and prayed, and straightway he found his food placed by his side that is to say, hot bread and olives, and fruits of various kinds. And from time to time he used to visit the brethren who lived near him in the desert, and he admonished them frequently. On one occasion he was very anxious to go to his own desert and to carry there such things as were necessary for him of the blessings, i.e. gifts, which the brethren had given him. And as he was going along the way, he saw some goats feeding, and he said unto them, In the name of Jesus Christ, let one of you carry this load. And straightway one of them came, and he placed his hands upon its back, and bowed himself, and sat upon it. And he arrived at his cave in one day. On another occasion the blessed man spread out his bread in the sun, and the wild animals came, according to their custom, to the fountain of water. And any animal which approached the bread died and on another occasion he went to certain monks on the first day of the week and he saw that they were ceasing to perform the service of the holy mysteries and he blamed them saying why do ye not perform your service and they said unto him because no priest has come unto us from over the river and he said unto them i will go after him and call him then they made answer unto him saying it is impossible for any man to cross over the river both on account of its depth and because of the crocodiles which destroy human beings. But he went a little distance and came to the place where the river is usually crossed, and he seated himself fearlessly upon the back of a crocodile, 
and passed over to the other side. And, having gone and found the priest, he entreated him not to neglect the brethren. And when the priest saw that Apellon was dressed in old and ragged garments, he marveled at his humility and at the poorness of his apparel. And he clung to him and followed him to the cave. Now when they came to the river and found no boat to take them over, the blessed man Apellon cried out with a loud voice to that crocodile, which straightway heard him and came to him. And it made ready its back before the holy man to sit upon. And the blessed man entreated the priest to sit with him and pass over to the other side. But when the priest saw the crocodile, he was afraid, and he returned to his own place. And the brethren who were dwelling on the mountain, on the other side of the river, feared when they saw the blessed man sitting in the water on the back of the crocodile. And as soon as he had crossed over on to dry land, and had come up out of the water, he slew the crocodile, saying, Death is better for thee than punishment for the souls which thou hast already slain, and wouldest slay. And the animal died straightway. And Appellant remained with the brethren three days, and he sat and taught them the commandments, and the thoughts which one of them had secretly made clear and plain before them, saying, This man is vexed by lust, and this man by love of vainglory, and this by evil dislike, and this by pride, and this by arrogance, and this by envy, and this by boasting, and this by anger, and this by greediness, and this by avarice, and this man is humble, and this man is straight, and these men are praiseworthy and good, and these are bad and rebellious. And he admonished them and showed forth these things. And when the brethren heard them, they marveled, for in very truth it was even as he had said. And he also said, Prepare for us a meal of garden herbs, for many brethren are coming to us. And when they had prepared them, the brethren came, and they saluted each other, and one of them entreated him to let him be with him in the desert. And the blessed man said unto him, Thou art not able to endure the temptations of devils. And at length the brother said, I can bear everything. Then, having received him, Abba Apellon commanded him to dwell in a cave by the side of him. But the devils came by night and sought to strangle him. Now first of all they troubled him sorely with filthy thoughts. And that brother fled and departed from the cave. And when he had shown all these things to the blessed Apellon, the abbas set out and made for him an abode at a distance, and he commanded them to live there without fear. And on a certain occasion, when they were in the cave, they lacked bread, and an angel in the form of a brother brought them food, and once when ten of the brethren had been seeking him by another way, and had found him after they had been fasting for seven days, he commanded them to come in and to rest and refresh themselves in his cave. And when they reminded him about the food, he said unto them, God is able to prepare for us food in the wilderness. And immediately an angel of God in the form of a beautiful youth stood and knocked at the door whilst they were praying. And they opened the door and found there a youth carrying a large basket, wherein were bread and olives. And they took it from him and ate therefrom, and give thanks unto God, and the youth removed himself from them. These and many other wonderful things were performed by the blessed Apellon. Here end the triumphs of Apellon. Chapter 11. The Triumphs of Another Apollo, and of John, 
the dweller in the desert. And we also saw another holy man in the region of Or, or Akur, i.e. Acre, whose name was also Apollo, who was a righteous man. His handicraft was originally that of a blacksmith, and he had been converted to the way of truth, and he labored afterwards in the service of the brethren, and supplied their needs. And on one occasion Satan came unto him in the form of a woman, who appeared to be anxious to work in the service of the brethren, and the blessed man happened at the time to be working at his trade, and he took up the red-hot iron and thrust it into the woman's face, and burned it so severely that she shrieked out, and the brethren who were in the chambers heard her cries, and from that time forward the blessed man was able to hold red-hot iron in his hands without being hurt. And this man also received us, and gave us refreshment, and he related unto us the histories of the men who had lived with him in that country, and of those who still live there, and said, There is in this desert one of our brethren, whose name is John, who is now exceedingly old, and whose works of ascetic excellence are superior to those of all the other monks in the country. No man can find him at once, because he wandereth about from place to place in the desert. During the early period of his life, he stood for three whole years praying, and he never sat down or went to sleep, but he was in the habit of snatching a little sleep as he stood. A certain priest used to bring him the offering, i.e. sacramental bread, from Sunday to Sunday, and besides that he ate nothing. And one day the devil stood up in the form of a priest, and was exceedingly anxious to bring him a woman. But as soon as the blessed John had recognized him, he said unto him, Out upon thee, O thou who art full of guile, thou father of all falsehood, thou enemy of all righteousness, wilt thou never cease to lead astray the souls of Christians? And dost thou dare to trample underfoot even the holy mysteries? Then the devil said unto him, A very little more, and I should have been master over thee in thy fall. For thus have I led many a man astray. And I have driven him out of his mind, and made him mad. But when many holy men made supplication to God on his behalf in their prayers, he came back to his senses, and having said these things unto him, the devil departed from him. Now the legs of the blessed man burst open because of standing over much upon them, and a discharge of water and pus ran from them. But the angel of the Lord drew nigh unto him and said, The Lord shall be thy meat, and the Holy Spirit thy drink. And thou mayest be certain that this spiritual food shall suffice for thee. And having healed his wounds, he made him to pass from that place. Then the blessed man went about in the desert and fed himself upon roots, and used to come Sunday by Sunday to his place, and partake of the holy offering. Now a certain man who was paralyzed wished to go to him and to be healed, and immediately his legs touched the back of the ass which he was going to ride. Through his faith only they were healed, before the holy man had offered up even a prayer on his behalf. On one occasion the holy man John begged the priest who ministered unto him to bring him a few palm leaves, as it were for pleasure, and he brought them to him, and the blessed man plaited them together, and the priest took some of the plates and made a girth of them for his ass. Now there was a certain paralytic who wished to go to the blessed man and to be healed, 
and he entreated the priest to carry him to him. And the priest took him and set him upon the ass, and immediately his legs touched the back of the ass, which he was going to ride. And the girth which the blessed man John had plaited, through his faith only, they were healed. Before the holy man had offered up even a prayer on his behalf, such is the story as told in another manuscript. On another occasion he sent a gift, or blessing, to those who were ill, and immediately they had tasted it, they were healed of their sicknesses. And on another occasion it was revealed to him that some of the brethren of his monasteries were not upright in their lives and works. And he wrote an epistle to them all, and accused the elders of being negligent, and the brethren of running after adulation. And it was known that this really was so. And he wrote also to the fathers who were neglectful, and who held lightly the salvation of the brethren who were with them. And he told the others to amend their lives, and to make their deeds better. And he revealed to them also how that a reward was laid up for both groups of them. And he called the others to perfection in the spiritual life and its works. And he reminded them that they must neglect the things which are visible, and follow after those which are invisible. For it is time that we showed forth the manner of our life and the works thereof, and it is meet that we should not pass the whole period of our lives as children and youths, but we must draw nigh unto the perfection of knowledge and take up our stand upon the majesty of its glory. These and many other things did our father, the holy man Apollo, relate to us concerning the blessed John, and we marveled at the greatness thereof. Now he have not written them all down, not because they were not true, but because of the want of faith of various men. But we ourselves believe them to be true, and we are fully persuaded that they are so, because those who related unto us the wonderful things of his life and deeds had certainly seen them with their own eyes, and these men were both numerous and great. Here ends the triumphs of Abba John, and of Apollo who dwelt in the desert. Chapter 12 The Triumphs of Abba Pafnudius, the Spiritual Merchant And we saw also the place of the dwelling of the blessed Pafnudius, a great and glorious man who had departed from this world, and had brought his life to a close, but a very short time before, in the district of Herecula, which is in Theobats. And concerning this man, many men relate very many mighty things. For after he had performed great spiritual deeds, he entreated God to inform him which of the saints whose lives had been pleasing unto him he resembled. And an angel appeared unto him and said, Thou art like such and such a singer who liveth in such and such a city. Then the blessed man made his way to the singer with great zeal and diligence, and having found him, he asked him about his deeds, and made inquiries concerning his life. And the singer made answer unto him, telling him at the same time what was actually the truth, saying, I am a sinner, and a miserable wretch, and a whoremonger, and it is only a short time ago since I gave up a life of theft, and became as I am. And when Paphnutius inquired of him, What hast thou done which is good? He made answer unto him, saying, I did not know that I had ever done anything good, except once. When I was a thief, I saw a certain virgin of God being forced by two thieves, and she was nearly seduced, and I rescued her from them, and carried her by night into the city. 
and on another occasion i found a beautiful woman wandering about in the desert and she had fled from the men of the company of the general and counsellor because of a debt for taxes which her husband had incurred and she was crying to herself because of her troubles and because she was compelled to roam about and wander in the desert and when i saw her i asked her the cause of her weeping and she made answer unto me and said my lord ask me no questions and make no inquiries about a miserable woman like myself but take me to be thine handmaiden and carry me whithersoever thou pleasest my husband oweth a debt of three hundred darics for taxes to the governor and behold during the whole of the past two years he hath been scourged and kept in prison my three beloved children have been sold into slavery and i myself have been seized on several occasions and carried off and beaten cruelly and finally i escaped and fled and i have been cast from place to place and now i am here wandering about in the desert and behold for the last three days i have eaten nothing whatsoever thereupon i had compassion upon the woman and i took her to my cave and gave unto her three hundred denaries and then i carried her off to the city so that she might be able to free herself and to redeem her children and her husband then the blessed paphnutius made answer unto him and said i do not know in myself that any such thing as this hath been done by me but thou must have heard concerning my labors and that i am famous for i have never passed my life in negligence now god revealed unto me concerning thee and told me that thou wast not inferior to me in thy works since the care which god hath for thee is not small even as he himself hath shown me o brother neglect not thyself as if thou wert of no account and immediately the singer cast away from him the reed pipe which he was holding in his hands and he abandoned the songs which he used to sing to cheer the workmen and he turned to the sweet words of the holy spirit and he clung to paphnutius and departed to the desert and having passed three years in strenuous labor there he brought to an end the period of his life with praises and prayers and with other works of ascetic excellence and he traveled the road of the heavenly beings and was numbered among the company of the holy ones and among the army of the righteous and went to his rest and having dispatched this man unto god with good and glorious works and since he had added excellence to his own labors paphnutius asked god again to inform him which of the saints he resembled and again a divine voice came to him and said thou art like unto a certain chief of a village which is near thee and straightway paphnutius went down thereto and when he had knocked at the door the master of the house came nigh as was his wont to receive strangers and he opened the door and brought him inside and he washed his feet and set a table before him and entreated him to eat and the blessed man asked him saying tell me o man what fair deeds and actions thou doest for according to what god hath made known to me thou art more excellent than many monks then the man said unto him concerning himself i am a sinner and i am not worthy of the heaven of the monks and the blessed man having made inquiries of him persistently the man answered and said unto him i do not feel constrained overmuch to relate to thee the history of my deeds but since thou hast said i have been sent by god i will show thee what i have done behold for the last thirty years i have kept myself away from my wife and three times only have i had intercourse with her i have three children by her and they minister unto my affairs 
but to this very day I have never ceased to receive strangers, and no man in my village can boast that he hath excelled me in hospitality to strangers, and no poor man and no stranger have ever departed from me with an empty hand, or without having been suitably supplied by me with provisions for the way. I have never neglected to comfort with my gifts the poor man who hath been brought low. I have never accepted the person of my son in judgment. The possessions of strangers have never entered my house. No strife hath ever taken place near me, which I have not ended peacefully. The members of my house have never been blamed for the committal of abominable deeds, and my flocks and herds have never drawn nigh to the fruits of strangers. I have never sowed my fields except for the poor, and I have set them aside for the pleasure of every man, and I have gathered in that which remained over. I have never allowed the poor man to be carried away by the rich man by force, and I have never made a man to grieve in all my life, and I have never passed a decree of wickedness upon any man. These, according to the will of God, I know within myself I have done. And when the blessed Paphnutius heard the glorious character of the life and works of the man, he kissed him upon the head and said unto him, May the Lord bless thee out of Zion, and mayest thou look upon the prosperity of Jerusalem. Psalm 128.5 For these things thou hast performed well, but thou art lacking one of the prime virtues, that is to say, the knowledge of the wisdom of God, which thou wilt not be able to acquire without any labor whatsoever. For a man must deny the world and himself, and must take up the cross of our Lord and follow him. And when that man heard these things, straightway without taking counsel with the children of his house, he clung to the blessed man, and went forth with him to the mountain. And when they had come to the bank of the river, and found that there was no boat to be seen, the blessed Paphnutius commanded that they should pass over it on foot, a thing which no man had ever done at this place because of the depth of the stream. And as they were passing over at that place, the river reached up to their backs. And when they had passed over, Paphnutius left him at the place in that country where he was, the first one, went to his rest and completed his life. Now when he had gone from him a little way, Paphnutius entreated God that he might see which was the most excellent of these, and after the short period of three years he saw angels carrying the soul of that man up to heaven, and praising God, saying, Blessed is the man in whom thou hast pleasure, and whom thou bringest to dwell in thy habitation. Psalm 65, 4. And the righteous were also returning answer, and saying, May the peace of those who love thy law increase. Psalm 119, 165. And Paphnutius knew that that man had filled full his measure. And when he had continued in prayer and had fasted for very long periods, he prayed to God and again entreated him to show him which of the saints he resembled. And again the divine voice said unto him, Thou art like unto a merchant who is seeking for beautiful pearls. But arise and make no long tarrying, for thou shalt meet a man who resembleth thee. So the blessed man went down from the mountain, and he saw a certain God-fearing Alexandrian merchant, who was trafficking with twenty thousand pieces of gold and three ships, and who had come from the upper part of the Theobad. And he used to give all his possessions and merchandise to the poor, and to the brethren and monks. And he and his household used to take up ten sacks of garden herbs to the blessed man every year. 
Now when the blessed Paphnutius saw him, he said unto him, What meaneth this, O my beloved? And the merchant said unto him, The fruits of my trafficking are for the relief of the righteous, and I offer them unto God. And the blessed man said unto him, Wherefore is it that thou art not honored by the same name as that which we have? And the merchant answered and said unto him, I confess that I have great anxiety so to be called. And the blessed man said unto him, How long wilt thou occupy thyself with such earthly things, and wilt not draw nigh unto the things of heaven? Leave even this very moment such things to others, and do thou cling to Christ in the things which are more excellent, and after a little thou shalt depart unto God. Then the merchant with joy commanded the members of his household to distribute the remainder of his possessions among the poor. And he went up the mountain, and he confined himself to the place wherein the two men had been crowned. And he awaited God with prayers and tears, and abundant fasting. And after a short time he also left his corruptible body, and became a son of the city of the heavenly beings. Now since Paphnutius had escorted this man also to heaven, he asked for death for himself also, after the manner of one who was not able to live the life of the upright and glorious deeds which are exalted in majesty. And an angel stood by his side and said unto him, Come now, O blessed old man, and take thy rest in the everlasting tabernacles which God hath prepared for the blessed, who stand there waiting to receive thee, that is to say, the prophets in their companies, and the apostles in their grades. These are they whom thou resemblest. I did not reveal this unto thee earlier, lest through being exalted over much thou mightest lose somewhat of thine honor. Now after these words, Paphnutius lived one day only, and when all the things which had been done by him had been narrated in the presence of the elders, who had come unto him through a revelation, he delivered up his soul, and those same priests, after his death, plainly saw him carried upwards with the companies of the saints, and with angels who were praising God. Here ends the triumphs of Paphnutius. End of chapters 10 through 12